podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where today we will be going over the uh, the goings-on of the second t- day of the second test between West Indies and England in Barbados. Uh, I am Maxwell Brown and today I am joined by Scouting Cricket's Ronan Alexander. Hi Ronan, good to, good to have you back, how are you doing? I'm not bad, thanks. Thanks for having me back on. It's been uh, a few months since I was last on, so it's uh, good to be back. Yeah, no, our uh, our pleasure, and um, thanks for thanks for coming and uh, helping us out and filling in while Ross and Jack are off doing whatever uh, whatever other things uh, they've decided are are more important than than covering <laughs> covering cricket in in the in the in the way that we do. Um, before get we get on with it, obviously go through the the usual messages. So uh, please do like and subscribe on uh, on. Um, well, thanks, James. <laughs> James Noble is watching. James Noble is one of our two viewers. Hi, Statsman Max. Thank you, James. That caught me out, rather. Um, yes, like and subscribe on YouTube and uh, follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, as you can see by the uh, the notes in the show and the panel below me, we are sponsored by uh, Serious Cricket. So uh, head over there for uh, 10% off with the code TCP22. Ronan, have you uh, have you started in the nets yet? Have you um, been down at all? I we have, yeah. We've been back for uh, I don't know. It's been a few weeks now. We started up kind of towards the end of January indoors and stuff, um, hoping to get outdoors soon, but still pretty rusty. <laughs> what about yourself? Uh, I've had one net. Uh, I've had one net so far. It went all right, uh, but uh, yeah, need to need to get on and and get some more. But that's the thing. Go and. Uh, Go and get yourself a bit more kit to uh, to repel yourself towards the nets. Uh, as I said, TCP22 for 10% off. And uh, as always, if you want to support us directly, then uh, head over to Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Um, so, well, why don't, we, why don't we get into it then? Uh, after, after yesterday's, um, well... It started off slowly and, and, and gradually got more interesting as, uh, as far as things went. Uh, we had a day where England were looking to kick on from the, the excellent platform that they laid. And they immediately, well, well I say immediately, uh, there was a slight delay for about five minutes while the sight screen got stuck. But after they fixed the sight screen, England immediately cracked on in the form of Ben Stokes and his swashbuckling century, which put England far ahead as they racked up 507 for nine declared. And uh, the rest of the day was a case of seeing whether the West Indies could make it through to the close without too much damage. Um, so, I mean, firstly, Ronan, uh, could today, have, I mean, from a batting point of view, do you think today could have gone much better from an England point of view? Or was that pretty much exactly the blueprint that they would have been looking to, uh, to pursue? No, I think if they tried to write a script, that would have pretty much been how it would have went. I think I was watching Ben Stokes in that kind of form. There's not many players that kind of come to mind that are better to watch when he's in that kind of zone, uh, just kind of smashing it everywhere. Uh, so no, it kind of went kind of exactly as England hoped, Root continuing on with his real good run of form. I think his average popped back up over 50 again, yep. and then um, just Stokes kind of at his best. Um, which I suppose we've not seen for a while, so it's good to see him kind of back in that kind of fluent 
just kind of seems to go into some sort of zone where he's just like faultless with everything he does. <laughs> it's so good to watch. Yeah, I think um, a few people uh, did did point out in terms of stats that it was the the first Test century that uh, Ben Stokes has hit since uh, obviously since he came back and since his father passed and um, and uh, and the issues he had with his finger and and all of that. So uh, a really nice moment for him, and you saw that with the with the celebration. But it was it was vintage, wasn't it, Ben Stokes? It was uh, memories of what he did in South Africa and what he did. Uh, at Headingley against Australia, albeit in um, slightly uh, less trying circumstances, perhaps. Uh, it was a, a pretty flat-looking wicket. And, I mean, as as good as Ben Stokes was, I think it would probably also be fair to lay some blame at the feet of the West Indies bowlers. Yeah, I think they didn't really help themselves. I think the, the Seamers had their work cut out when Permol got pretty much just smashed out the attack. Um so it kinda kinda led the seamers on to bowl a bit more than what they would have hoped for. You'd have want the spinner to kind of tie up an end for that afternoon session for the majority of it, but obviously didn't really work out that way. Um I think Alzari Joseph's economy rate was quite high as well. Um I think he's a player who's kind of hits quite good speeds when he bowls and West Indies are kind of persistent with him. So hopefully that pays off. But his development seems to have kind of, I don't know, kind of leveled out a bit rather than being able to kick on. Um, but I think he's definitely got a lot of potential. But um, Ben Stokes managed to kind of take him to the cleaners a bit as well. There's one glorious straight six that I remember that he hit as well um, off of Joseph. I think that might have been the over where he hit like three fours and a yeah. six in it. Yeah, that was. Um... That I think that was that was the over for me that uh, kind of highlighted the issues that that West Indies were having with the with the ball at that period. As uh, you know, as much as that was probably about Stokes getting on top of them and, and making them miss their lines, but it was uh, yeah wide, full in the slot, so wasn't wasn't ideal. But uh, Ben Stokes, you, you can't do anything but give him immense credit for how he played, and he treated uh, <laughs> Sammy Permore with such disdain in that period as well wasn't there there was a, a i think there was one over he played a there was a, a reverse sweep shot that he missed that um you you could just see it was one of those shots where he just had he, he thought very little of what was being <laughs> served up to him uh, and then i think the, the following ball he just danced down and, and smacked him over his head for one of the one of the many sixes he has and i think um I think I don't know. It was I don't know if it was towards the end of his uh, innings, so he might have might have gone past this. But I think was it eighty nine sixes in Test matches that Ben Stokes has hit now, which is um, fourth or fifth on the all time leaderboard. And the only people ahead of him have retired long, long ago. So he's yeah. uh, he's looking looking good for uh, for taking that record. I think uh, Adam Gilchrist sits top of that. So he's uh, that's that will be a nice. Uh, a nice pointless stat to uh, to be on top of and to 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 be winning, but yeah, uh, it's brilliant from Ben Stokes and uh, put kind of uh, uh, left Joe Root as second fiddle. It was interesting that um, Ben Stokes was in such form that you, the the ploy from uh, the West Indies at one point was to get Joe Root on strike while he was 140 not out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then well, after lunch, Stokes fell and England, well, they kicked on, um, you know, uh, kept kept it going. It was uh, sort of pretty pretty serene progress from there up to uh, to the 507 they uh, they racked up. Um, so 
I, I mean, it was, there's probably probably not much more to, to say about that really it was, it was the Ben Stokes show wasn't it and um, and uh, folks and blokes contributed afterwards which was which was nice but I mean West Indies were, looked pretty uh, pretty down and, and downtrodden by uh, by that point but I suppose it was nice for, for Maul to get a few wickets at the end of it after racking up a ton yeah that's true yeah it was a long couple of days in the field for them anyway that's for sure yeah, I mean, what what do you what do you make of um of Pamol as a as a bowler? Because obviously he's not had uh, much of a crack at Test cricket. He's got pretty good numbers in domestic cricket, as far as I can tell. Averages uh, what low twenties, around twenty. So, um, obviously uh, does the business um in in domestic cricket. But is it was it a case of there was just not enough in it for him? I mean, it's a first inning, so it's a bit tough. Or do you think maybe he's just not quite cut out for the step up? I don't know if you've how much you've seen. Of him as uh, as a scouting cricket man, yeah, not a great deal to be honest. Just mainly these kind of two test matches where he's played so far. Um, but yeah, I, I thought West Indies would have maybe went with Cornwall for the series, but I think the reason was kind of obviously his domestic form and um, Permals has been been good, and with England having so many right handers, with him being able to turn it away from them, I think kind of swayed them in. Uh, Permal's favour but um, I suppose it is pretty much a road so not anyone's getting much out of it so maybe it would be better to judge how he went after Jack Leach's bold in this innings as well um, just to kind of gauge how, how both spinners have been done might be a fairer way to, to look at it but Leach kind of started okay uh, tonight bold maybe four maidens or something in seven overs roughly um, I think so started off reasonably well so um, see how Weech goes and then can maybe judge Permol a bit more fairly. Yeah, he's, he's unfortunately named uh, Permol, sadly, because uh, I think he's already been dubbed, um, well, certainly offline by the members of the Cricket Podcast as Pymol. So yeah, I've seen that earlier, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a nice, easy one. So um, hopefully for him, a moniker that won't stick. But um, yeah, unfortunate unfortunate naming to add to the, the list of people that we like to describe as, as Pi. Um, but you mentioned Jack Leach, so we uh, we might as well flip it um, flip it round to the uh, the England bowling start. And obviously, the the big news at the start of um, of the game yesterday were the debuts for Matthew Fisher and Saqib Mahmood, and the uh, the former um, second ball in Test cricket can't can't uh, can't ask for much of a better start, can you? Yeah, no, it kind of would have been exactly what what you wanted. Um, perfect start. For him, got ever four first ball, but then got that wicket. So uh, I'm sure he'd been delighted as well. I was kind of, I didn't know what kind of way England would go with the bowlers, like who they would open to start with if they went Mahmood. Um, but obviously they've held him back a bit. And I think um, I saw some tweets about that saying that that's kind of how he operates at Lancashire as well. Yeah. He's, uh, bowls with the older ball because a bit extra yard of pace can uh, do a bit more with that that others won't be able to. So no, it was good to see Fisher. Um, get that wicket to kick him off. Getting, um, so yeah, out fishing to Fisher was kind of how the dismissal went as well. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? But uh, it's that's always the always the way. This the start of it. Start of your innings are always at risk. Zach Crawley did something similar himself yesterday. So, um, but great, yeah, great for Matthew Fisher. You can see what it what it meant to him. I mean, how did you how did you rate his um, um, few overs with the with the ball that we we saw today? I thought he was he was good. I think I saw 
some uh, stats online about his speeds as well. And I think people kind of thought, oh, what's he going to bowl? It'll probably be between kind of 82 to 85. But I think um, they were saying that he was hitting 86 quite a lot of the time. Um, so he's probably bowling a little bit quicker than what people thought as well. So it's good that he's able to kind of produce that extra bit of speed on what is pretty much an absolute road. So it uh, <laughs> gives something else to, to offer on a pitch that's not really given much. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he looked good. I've not seen. I've not seen much of uh, of Matt Fisher. I mean, obviously he's not. He neither he or nor Sakib Mood have played a huge amount of first class cricket. I think it was uh, was twenty eight first class games that Mahmood's played. So that's um. Uh, yeah, that's quite uh quite inexperienced to be making your uh, your debut for England. I think the the stat was it was the second most inexperienced pair in terms of first class. Um, matches uh, for for sort of two new debutants, so quite um, yeah, quite quite a, uh, a baptism of fire as well on a deck like that. So yeah. um, you mentioned that the role for Sakiba Mahmood is uh, try to be a bit of an enforcer when the ball goes old. So this might not be the wicket that he would want to do that on. But <laughs> no, I think he's got a tough thing. gig. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, yeah, I was impressed with Matt Fisher. And he looks. I, I I really liked his action. It looks like if if you wrote, if you had the MCC manual out and sort of sort of had a picture of what a man should look like when he runs into bowl and delivers it, I think it was it was probably ticking a lot of boxes there. Yeah, it's really smooth. Just the way he just kind of glides up to the crease. Basically, mm. he doesn't like charge in like some bowlers do. He just yeah, just glides his way there. And again, Jasper. It looks absolutely nothing like any textbook you'll ever find. Yeah. He's probably the best bowler in the world. So, uh, yeah, what, what do I know? Um, and um, and Jack Leach, you mentioned Jack Leach. He he came into the next attack quite quite early. Did you like that move from from Joe Root? Was that something you were expecting? Um, I don't know if I necessarily expected it because I think it was around the eighth over he mm. came on, which was really early. Because I didn't think Mahmood would end up being third change because he was the. Yeah. Th- fifth board that they used yeah because Stokes um, came on first yeah even Stokes came on before him as well so it probably did come a bit earlier than expected but I suppose on when the pitch wasn't given much just a spell with each while the ball's new as well to see if it does something I suppose just trying things out I guess yeah and um there was a turn there I mean it, it didn't seem uh like too much of a too much of a, of a bad move there's definitely signs there that it could be um could be something in it for the for the spinner, so we'll see how it goes tomorrow. But I think um, Jack Leach looks like he might be quite key to uh, to England's England's chances. As um, yeah, so keeping mood was you know, it was tight when he came on, but didn't look particularly threatening. I, I didn't think when he came on, but yeah, I guess yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> difficult to look <laughs> yeah. in um, in these circumstances. But the one thing that will give England a bit of um, uh, well not joy but perhaps but some some hope and they might be licking their lips all tomorrow was that that uh, that overturned um lbw decision right at the end of the day uh which uh, kept kept just a tad low yeah it did yeah is that the one that got the inside edge that got overturned yeah 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 it did keep pretty well there's been a few umpiring decisions that have kind of went Went the other way. Mm, yeah, <laughs> was think... there one? Was it Root earlier on got an LBW where he was out? He was originally given not out in the West Indies. Reviewed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. When when Root was out. Yes, that was. Um, no, well, that was Plum basically, wasn't it? There's yeah, smashing into it. leg it was, stump. It was extremely out. 
Um, we've seen, yeah, we've seen a few, uh, a few clangers from the umpires. Let's face it. Um, uh, Joel Wilson in the first test wasn't exactly covering himself in any glory, and um, <laughs> I think it was the new guy, wasn't it, Nigel Nigel Duguid, who didn't do good for uh, for that that particular um, attempt at, at the end of the end of the day. But the reviewing hasn't been great either. In fairness, what was the um, the Joe Root one? This morning was it this morning or yesterday? I've, I think it was yes. Actually, they I did both. Remember. Both didn't they? They did one yesterday and one today. Um, yeah, because he did bat for that long. Um, where yeah, it just hit him a good foot outside of stump, and uh, yeah, questionable. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got three reviews now, so so you might as well might as well use them. Um, but we should probably talk a bit about West Indies and their batting because. Uh, it's not all all about England's bowlers. And um, ending the day on seventy one for one, I think that's a, especially after losing that early wicket, that has to be a, a success for them. Yeah, they'll probably be pretty happy with how it went. Um, obviously, losing that early wicket wasn't ideal, but they seem to have recovered and they haven't given up given up any real chances or looked in any kind of danger at all. They've looked pretty much in control throughout the rest of the day. Both batters were well set. Uh, towards the end as well so they'll be looking to just kind of kick on tomorrow I guess I think uh, I don't know how the West Indies will plan to win from this position so it'll probably peter out into another draw again um, but yeah I'd expect them to kind of kick on tomorrow it'll be quite hard work for England to break through but um, we've seen them lose wickets in clusters before um, so could happen again yeah and there's the, there's the longish tail there as well so there is hope for a result where, where do you where do you see it going? What's your uh, what's your gut feeling on them? Um, I don't know. I think it'll end up a draw. West Indies will get, I don't know, maybe we could see them getting 300 plus and then I don't know if England would then bat again or follow on, but I just think in the time that's left for England to take 20 wickets um, is going to be a pretty tough ask. Mm. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to need the pitch to break up a bit, isn't it? I think we're going to need um, some... Uh, some variable bounce or perhaps some some ex- extreme turn. Uh, maybe maybe Joe Root and Dan Lawrence will get in on the action yeah. <laughs> as well. So um, we'll 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 see uh, whether that uh, is is how it turns out. But uh, again, yeah, pretty um, pretty disappointing pitch so far in terms of trying to get a result out of a game of cricket. It seems a bit of an epidemic at the moment. Having um, pointless games of cricket, we've got. Australia and Pakistan, although it did end up uh, second time around being one of uh, one of the great draws in um, in Test cricket. The first game was uh, yeah, but probably didn't need to have happened. And then yeah. on the on the other extreme, you had India playing Sri Lanka, which was all kinds of pointless for everyone involved, unless your name's Ravi Janesha. So yeah, exactly. Just, just got to find something in the middle, and uh, um, and we'll get there. But um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, not been. Not been great, but we uh, we hold out hold out hope for for a result and and, a, and not a nil nil three game um, three game test series. Uh, I think that pretty much covers all of the all of the all of the cricket for for today and all of um, all of the goings on. It was it was Ben Stokes's day, really, wasn't it? As as far as anything uh, as far as anything goes, uh, we've got a couple of questions um, that have come out of the chat the first one being uh how in the living hell did england manage to score 500 which is <laughs> a very good question and uh, one that we're all asking ourselves even if um e- even if the pitch is as placid as it is 
you, you don't expect England to not throw all their wickets away. So that's uh, that's been a nice change of pace. It's the bread ball reset coming coming to the fore. Um, and uh, and change studios want to know uh, what's your take on on Zach Crawley. So we've talked about Zach Crawley quite a lot. So I'll be interested to hear what you think about Zach Crawley. You're a buyer. Do you? Um, I'm not a hundred percent convinced, but I do I do like him. I think the way he plays as well. He he always looks good, even if he gets out cheap. It's a good eight that he gets. Mm. I think that first was it the first thing of the first game he got out for like eight, but. It was a nice looking eight, but uh, so he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is a pretty stylish player. Obviously, still uh, young. I know his numbers aren't exceptional, so I don't know what people will expect from him. I think if he's to average mid thirties, um, will probably be enough. And I don't know if the other options are going to be any better than him. Really similar with like Alex Lees as well. I just hope people don't have expectations for him to be this outstanding new opener. I think he'll mm. be a get the job done, probably average somewhere around about 30. Um, although his knock the other day did kind of set up uh, the way that Lawrence was able to play. Um, but no, I think Crawley will be one of those players. He'll always just be like hot and cold. Um, I think getting that kind of consistency out of him might be the most frustrating part because you can see how good he is, but he doesn't probably do it often enough which yeah. is probably so frustrating well if, if good looking eights are the are the currency of cricketers <laughs> i've been i've been um clearly undersold i should be i, <laughs> I know how to make a good looking eight <laughs> um so, so uh what did you make of alex lee's yesterday then i mean uh go go a bit back to uh you know yesterday's yesterday's game jack and i spoke about it and i think we were in Sort of uh, agreement, but yeah, we were, we were interested because obviously he's not renowned for being a uh, a swashbuckling stroke player. But do you were you were you fine with uh, with how he approached it, or were, were there concerns for you about uh, the run scoring, particularly I guess after seeing off the first session? Uh, no, I think he scores quite slowly, even in domestic cricket. I think someone said his strike creates only like it's either a touch above or a touch below of what Hamid. Goes at, and obviously he was renowned for being pretty slow uh, when he was in the side as well. So, see stepping up to this level with strike rate will th- probably going to be lower than what is um, when he's playing county stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he, he kind of just did his job. I mean, he stuck in. I think he was quite, he's pretty cautious. I think there was even sometimes there was like a nice half volley, and he just kind of dangle the bat at it and yeah. get a single round, just chucking his hands at it and getting a four. Um, but yeah, he was pretty cautious, but did his job and he set it up for Lawrence and uh, Stokes to play the, the way that they did and took advantage of it. Yeah, and I suppose on a, uh, in a in a game in a game like this, when the pitch is like it is, that's um, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. So um, it certainly works. But we could, yeah, can you imagine um, a top three of uh, Sibley, Lees, and Hamid? That'd be uh... <laughs> <It's> slow. <laughs> a way a way to go and have a nap if you're. Uh... If you're suffering from suffering from jet lag and you can't quite get to sleep <laughs> at the right time, go go and watch that and you'll be fine. Um, right, well, uh, I I don't really have anything uh, anything else that I wanted to uh, to cover, so um, I think we can um, pretty much leave it there. The only thing left is um, for me to ask you uh, to tell everyone um, where they can find you. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm on Twitter myself is um, at Ronan underscore 45 or um, I run a page Scouting Cricket which just focuses on players age 24 or under just a mix of writing articles, podcasts um, and just throwing some nerdy, geeky stats <laughs> that I quite like about young players that are coming through and trying to spot um, a few players come through before they make it. I have a website and a magazine and that type of thing as well. Um, so it's all on Scouting Cricket. Nice, yeah. So uh, head over, head over and check that out. And um, we will be back tomorrow talking about the uh, the third day and seeing how whether the West Indies can um, get close to that. Uh, well, I think first step will be three hundred and seven. Avoid the follow on. Not that not the people bother enforcing the follow on these days, even if you've got a lead of about four hundred apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, and um, we'll uh, catch you tomorrow. So thanks everyone for joining and. See you then. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.